0: Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Review here on Planet FM, the Westprint Sports Review, proudly brought to you by Westprint. Um, oh, now I'm, we're just having a few issues here. So um, base, Westprint, their address is 9 Prairie Street in New Their number is eight two seven eight five three one. Just having a few issues trying to get through to... Um, old AJ Witton at the moment so if you can just give us a few more seconds I will just try them right now and hopefully we can get to them straight away. Okay, while well, 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 we're just trying to fix a few technical issues, trying to get through to poor old AJ, and see trying to call me and it's not answering. So, we'll just give me one more minute, and then we'll try and get through this very quickly. Crabs some
1: calorie shells crush beneath those feet As it comes towards you, he's waving a shoe Lift him up to see what you can see Begins is focusing him, aiming at you. And now we have cut away from memories and close ups of anything that he has seen or even dreamed. And now he's finished focusing his imagining lightning. Striking sea so away from here look who's laughing now that you've wasted how many years and you've Everything you've boasted about, look who's crying now.
0: Okay, everyone. Okay, looks like we've got AJ. Hello, AJ. How are you, mate? i oh Thank you very
2: much. A bit of a... Yeah, it's,
0: it's, 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 it's been a... It's, we're having a few hiccups in there today, so um, we probably will skip the club rugby stuff today and we'll just get straight into super rugby. So apologies, to, because uh, both Eden lost and both Kramer lost. So. <laughs> yeah, no point
2: talking about that.
0: Yeah, I know. How was the Graham? Did he pass on my regards to
2: him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a big smile on his face.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got to get him on the show one day Anyway, we might as well rip into Super Rugby, mate And I tell you what, the, those Kiwi teams are just dominating at the moment Hurricanes uh, against the Rebels, 35-13 Julian Severe double, but West Houston, he really gave them a real tough time Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, yeah, it's not looking good for the Aussies We thought we'd have a bit more of a battle on our hands, but... Uh...
2: It hasn't proven the point, and uh, yeah, best game of the season for Julian Salvia. Uh, no wonder they will re-signed him if he can keep producing that sort of form. But just all over the paddock, I just think the uh, the teams are just a bit too fast, a bit too clinical, mm. Peggy, and just catching out these Aussie guys at the moment. Um, they just seem to be two or three meters off the pace.
0: They certainly do, and I, I actually expected a bit more of a um, bit more of a challenge from the Aussie teams because um, it really is it's not looking that way. Because the next game after that was a Highlanders force, and that was a closer game. But really, the Highlanders dominated. Scott Gregory double, and Aaron Smith, while well, he was just brilliant twenty five fifteen from what you what was some of your thoughts there, Joe.
2: Well, yeah, once again, I, I think the surprised. team has been the Western Force. Uh, They've been a lot more competitive than the others. Uh, definitely playing at home, they seem to go an extra arm and a leg, Peggy. Uh, I thought uh, it was good to see Nareki uh, a bit more uh, in play. and He's quite an exciting uh, young man when he gets the ball in hand, but I don't think you can go past your uh, loose forwards, I think Frizzell, Renton and Harmon. Mm, they are nice. certainly uh, performing a very formidable combination at the moment. Um, Especially that Billy Harmon. I, I like the way he's getting around the field. Uh, Hunt directed the, you know, play well at first five eight, and uh, and I think everyone else chipped in with their bits and pieces. Uh, even the tight five solid, good enough to beat the Western Force, but definitely need to pick up their game a bit. Uh, a bit of they are going to compete for first and second spot in the competition. Other Highlanders.
0: Certainly will, um, and now the Blues, well, uh, 48-21 over the Waratahs, a bit scratchy by the Blues, but I was really impressed with Heem with his hat-trick. He really looks like a good, good winger, that boy does, and it's great to see him back in New Zealand rugby. Did you make it to the um, to Eden Park on Saturday, AJ? Yeah, I was always around there, went straight from one rugby to another. Uh, I think we're all uh,
2: on the same um, plane there, Peggy. Uh, Bit of a scratchy effort. Um, some good good patches, but some uh, where they went to sleep a bit and just uh, fell away from a few tackles. Um, I think you know Tom Robinson again, uh, just showing his worth. You can't miss him with his with his ginger hair. There, he's out and about. Uh, front row pretty dominant with Tuifanaki and Eklund and uh, Tungavasi. Mm-hmm. Um But when they put the foot down, yeah, they look real good. But as I said, it's the lack of concentration or a bit of discipline here and there. Uh, you're dead right with my team. He's certainly got the maturity and experience that he's brought back from Europe. Um, also, thought Zane Sullivan had a good game there. Yeah, on um, real good you know, player. On there at 15. A bit of um, confidence in the back there. Fairley's always a very solid. But, yeah, just uh, an energetic, Christie uh, at number nine, but certainly need a bit more consistency. If, if, even though they are leading the competition, uh, um, bonus points become paramount. So they've got to make sure they tie up any loose ends.
0: They certainly do, and, of course, the Chiefs had a good one forty points to 19 over the Brumbies. Now, Luke Jacobson, this guy, if he's not picked in the All Blacks, Ojo, there's seriously something wrong. This guy is having a cracking season.
2: You yeah, know, uh, especially from uh, the uh, evil demon last week, the uh, probably player of the, of the night uh, against the Chiefs, good win, obviously, at home against the Brumbies, uh, in-form team, but still... 20 points on them, Peggy. Uh, they went away, no doubt, a wee, bit disappointed. Uh, you did right. Uh, I think another one who put up his hand, uh, solidify his position, is Anton Leonard-Brown. I think he's actually back to the form he was uh, from last year. Uh, he's certainly mm. uh, a shining light in that back line at the moment. I like the boy, Lowe. I mean, again, someone who's got some experience. Damien McKenzie does his job. Uh, but Luke Jacobson and Lachlan Boucher not a bad little combination, seven and eight there, Piggy, and, uh, yeah, certainly putting their hands up for higher honours.
0: Well, you would think so. And then we go to the Richie Mawanga show at, and, um, at <laughs> in Brisbane, uh, 31 points, free which included three tries. Now, I, I've never seen a guy just have that ball on the string. He was just like a magician out there.
2: Well, some would say a bit like maybe Alan Wetton 25 years ago, a similar... <laughs> uh, a lot of similar with Richie.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, oh, dude, totally, you know, totally, AJ, field, totally.
2: Film pace, uh, the way you read the game. I, I can see a lot of similarities between him and me. Um, but look, honestly, um, yeah, the Richie Mwanga show. Um, what a gold mine he is, and he just tore them apart. I mean, sixty-three uh, twenty-eight. The Reds, the winners of the um, Aussie competition. Uh, outdone by 35 points. Wow, that's five converted tries. But everyone just looks good. Flick, fast, lethal in the tackle. And I tell you, someone who's adding a lot of confusion to that least forward trio, this is this uh, Blackadder. Ethan Blackadder, isn't he? Really Black a, in he mate, been fantastic.
0: And, he, you yep. know, he, he's not a specialist open side flanker, but he's really owning that role. Him and Callum Grace have, were, were really impressive again, AJ, yep. and, and, you know you imagine trying to pick that that the all black loose forward trios. we've got an abundance of good footballers in there and it's going to be interesting after this after the super Rugby trans tasman win the first all black squad which will will pick our squad but and the All blacks will pick theirs. but I, I would say that the name Black Adder is getting closer and closer to that all black um, all black reckoning.
2: Well, if he keeps playing like that, he adds the versatility, so he's probably gone up in the pecking order. Yep. But you're dead right. Callum Grace, he's a big, powerful runner with the ball, too. He hasn't disgraced himself. But, look, put it down to your, your, your tight 5, White Lock, Dunshear. You had Ollie Jager. You've got Cody Taylor and, of course, Bauer. Just extremely solid up front and mobile. One thing I've noticed is the mobility of our teams in, in the tight 5 or the 8 tend to be a lot faster and quick around the paddock. And I think that's playing huge dividends in support play and just the link between the backs. But Ritchie David, have really another good game. I love that tackle from Enor. What a beauty in midfield. And just all-around game. And, you know, Sebi Reese picked up a couple of bonus tries. So, yeah, watch out. It's, uh, it's looking all New Zealand at this stage.
0: It certainly is. Well, there will be a couple of interesting games. I, I see that that the uh, I think it's the the Blues have got the Brumbies, and I think yes, they, they and I believe that, and I think the Chiefs or it might be the Highlanders has the Reds. So this will start. Actually, we'll begin. We'll begin to see a bit of a pattern. This will be crucial to see. If the Australian teams have got it, because you do, them two are probably the the pick of the Australian teams, but the force, you know, they've got the Hurricanes at Wellington. Uh, you would favour the Hurricanes, and of course the Crusaders have the Rebels. Well, I, I can see that just being one way traffic. Yeah,
2: look, I, although the Tars play the Crusaders, the Tars host the Crusaders. So oh, I of course they do, sorry, sorry. But sorry. they're overseas, so they'll stay there. Uh, look, the Brumbies may prove a slight headache if the Blues don't pick up their form. But I look, it's all over over this weekend, uh, Piggy. If the Aussies don't pick up a win, it's it's down to the as we know to the Kiwis fighting it out for those top two to see who hosts the final and who plays the final. So uh, bonus points are critical. Oh, they are. I can't yeah. see any of the teams actually losing at this stage. From what I've seen from them, possibly if they were playing at home, maybe the Western Force could provide a bit of a wake up to the Hurricanes but they're playing them at uh, Sky Stadium so look, I just think we're looking at another 5 out of 5 and uh, Reds at home can they improve from their thrashing from last week to take on the Chiefs, that's the only one where I could see there possibly maybe a bit of an upset but it's a long shot.
0: It certainly is well AJ, sorry about the uh... We had a, the few issues we had this morning. It seems like you, I don't know whether it was there. I think it may have been at our end, but it was great having you on. And hopefully we don't have them errors creeping in next week because we'll have a lot to talk about.
2: No problem. Look forward to it once again. Enjoying your show, be always. Oh. Top, of, uh, top, top class mate, top class
0: Thank you very very much and uh, the uh, checks in the mail mate Okay. <coughs> Cheers Okay that was, thanks everyone for, it was a bit of a stuttery start but that was AJ and so we did a quick review of the Super Rugby we'll just play a bit of music, we'll get on to uh, Bluey McLennan next Maybe you cannot
1: stand up smile, maybe she will never hurt, and all that I yearn to touch, I have made worse. is she all
0: Everyone, back to the Westprint Sports Review, proudly brought to you by Westprint. Yep, we're we're back on track, so we're going to speak a bit of NRL. And as we do every Monday, we have former Kiwis, former Warriors, and former Leeds Rhinos coach, um, Bluey McLennan. G'day, Bluey. How are you today, mate? I'm good, thanks, Peggy. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Before we uh, rip into the NRL results over the weekend, just a few thoughts. Uh, a real legend of uh, the of Australian Rugby League and International Rugby League died yesterday. Bobby uh, Bozo-Filton, we, he was a superb player for Manly and for um, what was known then as Eastern Suburbs. A lot of us in New Zealand will remember him coaching that uh, very, very good kangaroo side, and he also coached Manly to two uh, premierships. Um, just a, a bit of a character, I remember. What were some of your thoughts on uh, Bobby Fulton?
3: Um, just that everything he did turned to gold. Everything he touched turned to gold. He was, um, you know, he went right across every spectrum in the, in the game, um, and to be named as an immortal, um, you know, that says it all, and then as you mentioned, his coaching of, of, of his country uh, internationally, won three premierships. Uh, you know, as a player, coach, and won premierships. You know, it's uh, you know what a what a phenomenal um, effort by him, and uh, you know, we're all Kiwis wish his family all the best, and um, yeah, just uh, you know, someone that will always be remembered, almost vocal, really. So, uh, yeah, the passing of one of the greats of our game.
0: Yeah, some of the real characters are going out of the game uh, earlier, because earlier on in the year, Tommy So I always remember a great, I read a great passage out of um, Frank Endicott's book, and the story was when they both got stuck in the lift together when the Kiwis were playing the kangaroos, and it wasn't going well for the Kiwis. I think Bobby Fulton looked at Frank, and he said, I hate to take you on in a fight, and um, Frank's reply was, well, that's one we'll win. For sure. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, good. Hey, just we might as well get, rip in the Warriors 30, Tigers 26, but all the talk is Rhys Walsh. Mate, this guy is a freak. I just I just can't. The, the cut-out balls he was sending out to those wingers, you expect that out of a guy in his mid to late 20s, not an 18-year-old kid. That, that's just it. Um, that's
3: the bit that... Yeah, bewilders you really is he's doing this at 18 and it's crazy Uh, some of the you know that where they jammed on the outside and he got him behind the defender and passed it you know that you don't really see that and um, you know I was just thinking a bit about Reese because obviously it's a big topic uh, in terms of how long he's on the field and and Nathan Brown and the coaching staff are being really wary of, of, of um, how much they place on them and and, and so they should and um, you know you only got to think it kind of reminds me of um, when Benji first started out at the West Tigers you know he'd come down from Gold Coast and um, you know and he, he just took the world by storm too much like Reese. but Benji in his younger days ended up having to get two shoulder reconstructions you know because a young it's it's not only mentally, it's it's physically that these young ones. Um, you know, he's not a big frame either, as Reece. So, you know, I think as much as we want to see him out there and go, you know, and do we what he's just um, sensational. But you've got to sort of temper that with, um, you know, building time and and giving him a chance to grow um, as well. But it's it's going to be a hard one to juggle for for coach Nathan Brown, piggy.
0: Certainly is, and so there were some good performances by the Warriors. I was quite impressed with uh, Roger. I was always impressed with Tohu Harris. But um, we might as well move on to some of the other games. Cowboys, 36. Knights, 20. Sharks had a good win over the uh, Dragons, 13 points to 12. Uh, Chad Townsend, uh, field goal. Titans, 30. Bulldogs, 20. David Fafita was very good. And, of course, the real upset was the Broncos, 32. The Roosters, 16.
3: Yeah, it was. And, um, you know, it, it's amazing sometimes where, uh, you know, you can flick a switch and a team can really come together. And that's that's what the Broncos did. And they, uh, you know, they had everyone... Because they've got a really athletic team. Um, you know, so, something's gone wrong with the chemistry over the last couple of years. Um, but they were very good and the Roosters weren't happy about it. O- obviously, um, with Victor Adley you know, spending his time off, and you know, he kind of, you know, that's Victor, he's he's not called Victor the Inflictor for nothing, and uh, you know, and that was a lovely shot he put on uh, Pungai Jr., I thought, you know, who was terrorizing, you know, Victor's uh, young teammate. So, you know, it was, it was interesting, it was good seeing the fight back of Bruce's, they don't like losing, uh, they show it, but well done to the Bronx, now it's can they back it up? It'll
0: be interesting. Yeah, it will be very interesting. Of course, the Storm do what they usually do. They bet the Raiders thirty-four points to ten. But Nelson Solomon Arafoa, now I, I really can't wait to see him in the Rugby League World Cup this year in, in those Kiwi colours. He is an absolute beast. He certainly
3: is. He's so so big. Well, he's six foot eight, and um, yeah, and he's just you forget sometimes that you know he. He, he's fairly young still um, for a prop, so you know there's a lot of good years ahead, and, and that's so good for us Kiwis because you know he he really is going to become one of the cornerstones. And you know and we've got Fisher Harris and we've got some really nice, uh, really aggressive uh, forwards coming through for for Kiwis. So um, you yeah, and that's that's when we've always gone the best for Kiwis. Uh, you know, it's when we've beat the Aussies is when our forwards are you know, can really
0: rip in and, and uh, you know, make it nice and aggressive. Yep, I, yeah, it certainly does. And, of course, the Premier Pampers, uh, they're, just, they're just running muck at the moment. And Nathan Cleary's running muck as well, too, 28 points. Now, I can, unless some, unless he has a drop of form or a major injury, you might as well give him the m uh, right now. The guys yeah, well good.
3: his form is incredible and uh he just keeps growing and, and he's really mature and he just you know not only is, is he playing you know extremely well he, he doesn't overplay his hand and um, yeah he's just sensational you know maybe now that Tom trevoya is back um, you know he could be one that could collect some daily daily end points quickly piggy you know he's got that that
0: wonderful ability. So, but yeah, right now Nathan Cleary, really, really good. Of course, and of course the final game, and this was, and the Sea Eagles, Eagles obviously played this one for Bozo Felton, uh, Manly, tw- Manly seagulls twenty eighth, the Parramatta six. Yeah, okay, you have your Tommy Turbos you have your Daly Cherry Evans, but this young fella Josh Shuster, what a good game he had.
3: Yeah, well, he, he's very unique, and you know in that, you know he. He, he he really straightens on to the ball, and he's big. You know, he's he's a hundred plus kg, and he's big, and he really straightens in. But you know, he's creating a lot of havoc with his eyes. Um, so you know, which is just putting the defence just that little bit out. And, uh, and you know, and of course, if you're going out the back to Tom Trebovich, who in my opinion is the best player in the world, uh, when Tom Trebovich is fit and healthy, his skill dynamics incredible, and. Uh, you know, and, and Manly are on the ro- on a run here. Uh, they did play for the legend, uh, legendary Bob Fulton, but this has been coming for a while from Manly. Uh, mm, yeah. They actually they actually ran Penrith reasonably. They're the only team that's really matched it with Penrith because, um, you know, aside from the Storm, really early in the year. But Manly played really well against uh, Penrith, so no surprise to see them come out and. Put on a big display like that. And Power are always going to have that uh, sort of around their neck that can they get up for big games? That's the big question mark. But Manly in that sort of form, you know, they could, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd run any team close. So they're on the roll here.
0: Certainly are. Um, okay. So next week, the I'm uh, picking our game of the week, Warriors versus uh, Cowboys.
3: Oh, well, you pick, you pick it then, uh, Piggy, you have a shot at
0: it. Okay, I'm gonna go for the Cowboys. Cause they're coming into some form. Oh, you traitor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mate,
3: it's going to be a good one, though, eh? It's going to oh, be a good one.
0: I, my, heart says the, my, my heart always will be with the Warriors, but I think in my head just feeling those Cowboys are just coming into a bit of form at the moment, so that could be a real tough one. Anyway, Bluey, thank you very much, as per usual, and um, we'll, be, we'll catch up again next week, and, um, and we'll probably try and preview a bit of Origin uh, once we get closer to that. Awesome, Piggy. You have a nice week, mate. Yeah, same to you too. Thanks a lot, Bluey. That was Bluey McLennan, and I have to say, really great... great bloke um great analyst of the game really gives a good gives it explains everything to people who may not be able to who may not follow rugby league and he gets to things which i wouldn't be able to get to but he knows he's through experience and through coaching next up we're going to have hopefully mr mcneese he hasn't sent through what he wants to chat to me about so which is a bit of a concern so i'll play a bit of music and then we've got the uh the, the, the the irishman from wellington
1: As far as I can go, my head is spinning.
0: Welcome everyone back to the West Prince Sports Review and uh, and here comes time for our football part of the show and I know a man that thoroughly enjoyed himself at Westpac while at Sky Sports Stadium and it's always good to have him on here, our very own Brendan McNeese. Hello Brendan. Oh.
4: Oh, good afternoon, sir. I tell you what, it was an awesome day. Absolutely awesome. I brought the family out, brought up with a few mates, and you could actually get the sense on the way to the game that there was going to be a big crowd there. There was an atmosphere. It was actually buzzing outside the ground. It was it was, it was somewhat akin to actually going to a match back home. Absolutely brilliant. Inside the inside the stadium. place was buzzing, and then top of it all off, Phoenix were brilliant and the third goal how
0: was that fantastic goal wasn't it just <laughs> and of course of course, good news uh, Ufe Talley um, signed for another couple of years uh, along with uh, Clayton Lewis all the local boys Clayton Lewis Ben Wayne and um, Oliver Sale
4: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely sensational, absolutely sensational. And uh, the uh, the thing about it is, is now next Wednesday night's uh, appointment viewing uh, against uh, Western Sydney. So uh, yeah, so and oh, and then Perth and in Auckland on Sunday. So it, it, it's going to be. I'm getting kicked out of this room. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well, and of course,
0: you kept your shirt on, did you? Yeah.
4: Oh well, of course I had to. do uh, uh, some um, uh, there there's certain laws and certain unwritten rules that you that you actually can't um, that you can't break these days. And there is there is a code of decency, isn't
0: there? There certainly is. Well, there certainly is, Brendan. Well, I will tell you what. Woke up this morning. Um, woke up this morning. Decided to follow up with the scores we were on the football and man, um, what to me left very very disappointed because. What a day it was in uh, football.
4: In which was that? The EPL, Brendan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Le- Leicester, of course. Uh, Leicester, of course, uh, not, not making the four. But the thing is, is that if you're Brendan Rodgers, yeah, you've qualified for Europe and you've won the FA Cup. Would you settle that for the, at the start of the season?
0: I think you would. I think you would, Yeah.
4: You know, so uh, you know, all things being equal, I think um, Rogers will be happy with the, with the season. Liverpool have to thank their goalkeeper and their ninety fifth minute header for qualifying for Europe. Allison,
0: yeah, brilliant, i and, of course, they were pretty dominant. As words. And, of course, Sergio Aguero got a double for Manchester City and a 4-0 win over Everton. And, of course, that's the last of Aguero for Manchester City. So he won't be – it looks like he's heading to Barcelona, to La Liga. So uh, um, he, he will be very, very much missed in the EPL, I think.
4: Oh, absolutely. The class act altogether, uh, Eamon, class act. And, uh, but, you know, there's no shortage of class players in, in the English Premiership. And, of course, it, it, it's all very exciting now at the moment because we've got the Europa League final, the Champions League final, and <laughs> the small matter at the European Championships just around the corner. So, And, and of course, the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's just a festival of football. And uh, I'm sort of getting my mojo back away, but when you know when you get into that crowd, it really does invigorate you and remind you what football's all about.
0: Oh, it does, and it's always good. And it was good to see some of the crowds back at some of the um, some of the smaller grounds for some of the playoffs. And of course, we have also forgot. The, then we have the playoff to see who goes into the Premiership between Brentford and your favourite club, Swansea.
4: <laughs> Absolutely, Swansea, where, where hope goes today. And uh, look, I, I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure Brentford is actually Las Vegas either. But uh, the um, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 the uh, they're they're, they're going to need Viagra. Both of those teams to stay up next year, I, I think.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. Well, you know, Pfizer's is a bit too busy at the moment. Uh, Helping with the 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 vaccine, so yeah, so they may they may they may not get that sponsorship they require. So yeah, on that,
4: <laughs> there's plenty of money at the moment anyway. So, but but it definitely is uh, definitely is a uh, 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 football. I think I think I think's coming back. It, it, it's absolutely fantastic that uh, I, I think. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we've got the vaccine on the back foot, or not the vaccine, but the virus on the back foot, and. Uh, yeah, it, it makes all the difference with the crowd there. On there, <laughs> what the old yellow people were giving Mark down and a bit of Stick on G- on Gerumpe as well. Oh, they were getting absolute ringings.
0: <laughs> it looked like a brilliant crowd because the, the day before there was about probably two thousand at the uh, Hurricanes game, and then the next day it was like it actually looked like a ha- mostly full stadium there.
4: 25,000, years. It was, it, it, yeah. It, it was absolutely fantastic. And I, and I was talking to a fellow at half-time who had been to the Booth Games, and he said, no comparison, no comparison. He said it was like comparing steak and cheese pay to candy floss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, anyway, we, 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 we might as well talk about it. I've decided who, who who's going to win the Euros. Yep. Brendan? Brendan? Hello, Brendan. Oh, oh,
4: sorry. You... Uh, yeah, you yeah,
0: any better. Yeah, that's much better, Brendan.
4: Yeah, you, you, you were talking last week about going for a dark horse in Belgium, and now the joint favourite. So, yeah, have you Belgium? come to your senses?
0: Yeah, I have, and do you know who I'm picking to win it? Yeah. And here,
4: Are, Portugal. Well, well, that's the real that's the real uh, conundrum of the whole thing. Because Portugal, Belgium. Uh, And uh, Germany are on are uh, are on the same group.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but just remember, yeah, because you have twenty four teams, the best third place in each group can qualify for the next round.
4: Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, so I'm um, I'm definitely I'm going with France.
0: Okay, well that actually sounds no, that sounds good. Now, who do you think is gonna cause a bit of shock? Do you think Scotland can? Do you think Wales can do what they've done in previous tournaments? In I the
4: do, previous tournaments my, my, my private hope is, is that uh, that the old jocks t- tuck up England uh, at Wembley and just go on the rampage.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they might even share a beer or something. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, it could be like a sort of a, an early independence sort of uh, rally. So, uh, but uh, I, I don't think England's all, all they're cracked up to be. The best nah. Scottish team probably in two decades, so you never know. You
0: never know, but I have to say that yeah, I'd like to see Scotland at least make it through the second round because I think that would be a great achievement for them because they're not they're not fancied by any
4: means. Oh no, they're not fancied, but they but the thing is is that they they'll have a tremendous amount uh, of support. They're um, they're always going to be they're always going to be a physical team, <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the thing is is that before they might struggle a wee bit, it's actually in, in in the final third, but.
0: Let's let's just hope. Let's just hope. And of course, um, bit of hope for us people uh, pushing near the uh, fifty today, Phil Mickelson.
4: Fifty, you're yeah. lucky.
0: I'm not fifty. No, no, God, I've got <laughs> years to go before that, Brenda. But I'm talking about people around that age group like yourself and uh, an inspiration, Phil Mickelson, winning the uh, PGA Championship. Oh yes,
4: yes, yes! Absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic. It, it just gives us uh, senior senior chaps, but uh, uh, letting them know that there's life in the old boy yet. But and, and, and certainly, certainly on Saturday I went out with a few old boys. And i uh, t- 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 tell you what, you know, there's many as a, a good tune was played in an old flute.
5: <laughs>
0: uh, I, I've got, let me guess you started off at Bond Street Bar first, did
4: you? Oh well, well, it was actually. Uh, I'll tell you the. The uh, the order of events was first of all, started at the uh, Burger Liquor, we had lunch there, which is a fantastic place if you want a burger in Wellington. Yep. Uh, then off to the Bond Bar, Tracks Bar, and then uh, into the concourse.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> so and of, coor- and of course you went home after that and had a very quiet night, did you? <laughs> I
4: didn't either. Went home and said my prayers, Eamon <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway, so so, will you be coming up to Auckland? Yes or no? No, no I, I, I
4: won't. I won't be making it. I've got a very, very, very pressing schedule at the moment, but I'll definitely be uh, watching on the TV. And i will be like, watching on Wednesday night. And uh, you know, we, we, you know, six, six points, six points, and you just never know. We could just scrape out of that coffin into the into the top six, and then another big home game here in Wellington, and oh, just absolutely fantastic! Uh, but uh, you know, the, the, but the buzz on Saturday was just something else, Emma. Oh, uh,
0: you know something. I, I watched that game, and I thought to myself, you know, watch because I'm my it because I was at the rugby club doing my rugby club duties. But um, you know, I thought to myself uh, that that um, that yellow fever. It was. Just that, them set of fans are brilliant. You know, they them, these glorious there, 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 fans. There,
4: there's no doubt about that. But what actually, what actually transpired was is that the the, uh, the yellow fever were like the cheerleaders, and then the rest of the crowd were just joined in. You know, and uh, and, uh, and it, was, it was it was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. You know, like uh, you know, it was like you hum it and we'll sing it.
0: <laughs> well, I have to say on that note, and, 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 and you are still standing like you are still recovering from the weekend, there, Brendan.
4: No, I'm, I'm in a subdued atmosphere today. I'm, I'm just in the lunch pen team and I don't want to put people off their lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate,
0: the commitment you showed to the show should, you know, you definitely deserve a medal for that.
4: Okay, no problem. So do you. And you, you deserve a DB as well. And, and it's good to see that uh, some of our sports jocks can actually keep it together.
0: <laughs> well, you won't go there, young man. Yeah, well, let us avoid that one. Thank you very much, Brendan. It. Okay, way. on that note, uh, we'll, we'll finish up. We'll, we'll chat next week, Brendan. No worries. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Brendan McNeese, not sounding his usual sparkling self, but he couldn't find a room. But, uh, yes, he did... He wasn't he, he sounds like he's uh, maybe recovering from the weekend, but, uh, so, but um, I have to catch up from some point in the year, so I'm going down for one of the All Blacks games, so yes, I'll be, we might do the show from Wellington. Who knows? Anyway, play a bit of music and we'll get the panel on. Welcome everyone back to the Sports Review. Here brought to you by Westprint, and we come to the sensible part of the show, the the, the opinion part of the show, the show that gave us a bit of laughter, uh, gave us a lot of opinion. But it's always great to have these two. First of all, I want to say a very very good afternoon to the one and only, the man, the legend, the hopeless romantic, Mr. Mark Watson. How are you, sir?
6: I'm very well, thank you. Eamon. afternoon to you, Sean.
0: Good day, mate, how are you? And of course, we can't have a show without this man, the Silver Tongue, Silver Fox, Sean Summerfield. How are you, mate? Yes, I'm good, mate. Yeah, good. That, 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 that nickname's going to stick with you, buddy. By, by the sounds of it. <laughs> hey, before mate. we before we kick, we're going to kick it off, Sean. Wow, motorsports! There was a weekend of yeah, F1, F2, and Scott Dixon getting pole position in Indy 500. Amazing.
5: It's his fourth pole. What I'm going to do, believe it or not, I'm actually, right this moment, I'm actually driving a car, an electric car. I'm environmental, but I'm cordless. I'm going to pull over because, mate, I've been doing my research on on Scott Dixon because he is nothing short of incredible. Uh, Because to set pole at the Indy 500, you've got to do four laps. That's 10 miles, 16 kilometers. You've got to do and you've got to be pegged. And he actually started off, and he said a mega front lap, but then you start to sort of slow down a bit. So his competition were actually slightly faster in the the last couple of laps, but um, Scott had uh, sort of pulled out enough of a lead um, ahead of Colin Herter. So I looked at the numbers. Do you want to know the difference between him and Herter over... 10 miles, 16 kilometres? Yep. 0.05, 500th five of a kilometre an hour. Well, Remarkable. Is, you, that is honestly one breath in the wrong place. Uh, it, I, I think that is just, just amazing. But that's Indy 500, they're driving at. Okay, again, his average speed for those four ten miles sixteen kilometres two hundred and thirty one point six eight five in in New Zealand speak that's three hundred and seventy point seven kilometres an hour average speed. He's hey, only hey, over one hundred on those straights. Sean, just a question for you.
6: Look, I know that he's that's in pole position. Um, clearly, that has a lot of relevance at a place like Monaco and the Grand Prix, where there's not a lot of overtaking opportunity, but. How relevant really is it in something like Indy in regards to where you are ultimately end up finishing because it is just such an endurance-type race with so many stops and starts and such a strategy in terms of, you, you know, your fuel and tyre stops?
5: Um, well, the truth is, it feels good. That, that's all it is. It's his fourth time he's done it. He's only won it once before. Um, but he, he's, and, you know, not a lot of drivers have, have won it from pole by, by comparison over all the years. And probably the real way to, to sum it up and if you did a cycling comparison winning winning the Prologue time trial or something doesn't all that means is you're in good shape you know there's a lot lot of distance to go this is an 800 kilometer race and like you say uh, all it takes is um, uh, a few yellow flags safety cars whatever and you know if your pit strategy doesn't match the, the way the cards fall then and you missed out so that that's that's Indy and Scott though He's been there so many times he knows how to handle you know he knows in the end it's up to Indy if you win. Can I ask you another question this is just my sort of uh, curious from a motorsport point if you're like in a peloton in a cycling race
6: clearly you want to not burn too many matches early so you tend to sit back in the peloton there's forces that drag you you know that create speed in front of you but also the vehicles at the back tend to push the peloton as well so you've got these two forces working together. Is it better in something like that to be sitting back third or fourth wheel and do you conserve petrol in doing so?
5: Yeah, you do, you do conserve fuel, but there is a bit of a push-pull effect as well. But, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're leading, I mean, he's led most of the race before and, and failed, but if you're leading, you do call the shots, and if you're leading, then there's, there's no one really for you to bump into. So there's a lot, lot going on, but you could argue in the old, the, the old Formula the V class, Formula 1st, often, uh, you know, you, you don't want to be leading going into the last day. Formula 4's the same. You want to draft and get past. But, you know, there is something about being in front and, and staying out of trouble too. I've got to tell you guys, I've, I've been lucky enough to be there in the 500, and I thought I'd seen fast cars. I was standing on on the final practice day, right by in pit lane, and they came past, and I swear to God, I didn't breathe for twenty seconds. Fantastic! I, I can't describe. It was like a, a jet had flown over. Yeah,
6: it, it's um terrifying if something does go wrong, isn't it? You know, and the way the cars are engineered, yeah. and the way the sort of the cockpit breaks away from the rest of the car, and you know, oh. it's just amazing. There are not more deaths, oh, but, and
5: just how far that yeah, technology oh. come to match the speeds at which they're travelling. Oh, yeah, and, and Indies are the best in every way with that. And But the ovals are terrifying. Scott actually said to me, I might have mentioned you guys uh, on yep. the show previously, that he didn't realise. So one day he went and watched them go through uh, the turns, and that's when he realised how fast they were going. He said, when you're in the car, you're so busy, you don't think about it. Um, it was better not to know.
0: Certainly wasn't. Liam, what, Liam Lawson and uh, Marcus Armstrong, F2 over the weekend.
5: Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got to say, I feel for, um, you know, Mark is sticking along the road. I want to talk about Liam. I think Liam's our guy, is our oh, best yeah. chance for F1, and yeah. he, look, they both, both great, great drivers, really, or drivers in the making. Liam had the wrong throttle map, so it's a setting that changes the characteristics of the way how you, when you push the accelerator pedal... How, how the engine sort of mapped, where the power comes on and whatnot. doesn't make the car more powerful, usually. And he's actually saying it slowed him down. He had the wrong setting on a steering wheel, bumped the knob, had it in the wrong one, and there's quite strict rules on this. People from F1, supercars, even other competitors in the class have said, Liam, we gutted for you, mate. You didn't really do anything wrong, but they also, and as he said, that's the rule. So he was in the wrong setting, the strict rules in F2, it's a controlled class, and because of that, he got the wind taken off him, but the race was awesome. He raced brilliantly. It was so tricky conditions. It was damp and drying, so there's a lot to go on. Monaco, those walls are very close, but it's a big hit for Liam because it's the, he did everything right at this, this track that, you know, as we saw in even F1 qualifying, there's not much room to mess up, but... Um, you know, look, he'll bounce back, and, and if you can react like this from, from any he, hey, day, he got the stand on the podium at least, guys, they played the anthem. But, but you know, um, he, he'll come right from this. He'll show what he can do. But as he said, the setting he had actually lost him ground at the start. So it didn't help him, but that's the rule. It certainly is.
0: Well, we might as well move on, Mark's. Mark, give us your opinion, oh, no,
5: no, 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 Another
6: question for motorsport guru, Sean. Why is there such a big gap between Scott Dixon on pole and the actual race itself? It's like two weeks, isn't there? Uh, no, next weekend. But next weekend.
5: It so next seems Monday, a long time, February, doesn't it? Yeah, so, hmm. yeah, it used to be the whole month of May. And this is remembered. I know. The that, oh, week, oh, that's, and and that's, that's probably what was, I was referring to. Yeah, yeah it was one the, the one race they had in the, in the IndyCar. The one race at one stage... This was part of Formula One. Um, it's amazing history. Um, I mean, the the, uh, the the track was built as part of a so Borg Warner had it for a testing setup. It's called the Brickyard because it was paved in bricks, and the start finish line is still is still bricks. There's uh, about twelve holes of a golf course on the infield. There's a Formula One track on the infield. The place is huge, and if you love sport, any sport. When the world gets normal again, if you get a chance, you'll never regret going to the Indy 500. I would have just joked about them turning left for, for a few hours. It's not. It is an amazing event. The people, everything about it. And um, just just an amazing, amazing event.
0: Good stuff, man. That, that was awesome, Sean. Okay, Mark, we'd better get on to your opinion piece for the week on the week that's gone and the week ahead.
6: If I might get myself into trouble. No, look, I'm, no. I'm going uh, <laughs> to... Just be yourself. I mean, I've got to be really careful these days, do uh, Look, no, look I, I just want to touch on Phil Mickelson becoming the oldest man to win a major title mm-hmm. in that US PGA Championship um, this morning at 50 years of age. Um, I mean, other players, you know, Tiger Woods won recently in the sort of mid-40s and we've seen Jack Nicholas um, do it and then I think there was a golfer back in nineteen sixty eight who might have done it also around about the same age. But Phil Mickelson for a long time he was when Tiger Woods was coming through, he was sort of always the villain, wasn't he? Everyone loved Tiger and sort of Yeah, didn't quite really get under Phil Mickelson, Maybe he was just a little bit too American. There might have been that slight sort of off oh, snottiness about him which might have been a little and bit unkey. But it's trying it. big, big, jam. <laughs> It was his nickname, wasn't it? It was. Oh, I can't remember. I think in time, he sort of did a really good job at sort of moving that perception away, but at the same time, we had Tiger Woods, didn't we? He came out and marketed himself as this family man and this you know incredible golfer, but just this consummate person off the field. And then we sort of found out that was all a bit of a lie and he's actually quite disingenuous and that really, to me, yeah, legally correct, but very morally corrupt. And I've got to say, ever since then, I became a Phil Mickelson fan because at least Phil was genuine. He was who he was. Whether you liked him or not, he didn't try to be anything that he wasn't. Where Tiger, to me, it was just this big con. You know, you got these companies spending billions and millions and billions of dollars with them, saying, "Hey, our values align with Tiger Woods." Well, they don't actually. Tiger Woods is sort of putting on a bit of an act for you. So, look, I'm absolutely thrilled. Mickelson's one of six. Um, I have become a big fan. Clearly, I think a lot of American golfers have now. And maybe it's a time thing too, Sean, as you do get a little bit older and time goes by, um, people that were once much maligned end up becoming, uh, 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 yeah, very much. They, they, uh, uh, yeah, they become, you know, people start to endear themselves to them a lot more. And um, you know, I think sometimes you can see that in sort of broadcasting. So, yeah, well done to Phil Mickelson. And nice to see him winning yeah. again and also sort of saying to everybody, Hey, look, you can win at 50. The other interesting thing, though, is just how much weight he has lost. And it's amazing how the golfers, and I used to hammer the New Zealand cricketers for being basically overweight and, you know, not really, you know, sort of looking at sport as a, or professionalism as a state of mind. And, you know, I always used to say about the golfers, their warm up was a cigarette, their warm down was a beer. Now uh, you've sort of seen New Zealand cricketers shift and they start to look more and more like athletes. And you've seen it with Phil Mickelson. But, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's somewhere like Ryan Fox still needs to learn that. You know, I watch Ryan Fox out here at the Muraway Open. Boy, and I don't mean sort of uh, DeChambeau big in terms of time in the gym. And I just wonder whether in this, if you really are looking for that, you talked about the percentages in... Um, it, 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 sorry, in the Indianapolis. Well, I'd argue that golf comes down to the same small percentages, and I think fitness now is a really, really big aspect of it. And I think Mickelson is another demonstration. Oh,
5: I, I, I think you're dead on because yeah, you can be long, John Daly, and you know you can smack it, but I, I know I think you think you're right, Mark. Because if you're fit, then then you you not having to makes sense. Think as hard if that makes any sense. Your, your body's doing its job. You're alert, you're fresh. Now, he's a lefty, isn't he? Yes, yes he is, yes. Was well, see, well, see, that, like, certainly him and Bob Charles and something that have won major. Is that right or something? is that something quite rare that left-handers that have been this good? Say that again? Well, because Bob Charles is lefty. Yeah. Bob
6: Charles? Yeah, Bob Charles, yeah, Bob Charles was. There's, there's Bill I like Mickelson, Canada. I've got a feeling that I've got a feeling Mike Weir out of Canada, who won the Augusta and right. uh, the Masters a few years back, might have been a left-hander as well. But yeah, they are few right. and far between. Yeah, uh, and hey,
5: uh, the, the, Bubba, the, Watson, Bubba uh, Watson, Bubba Watson was right, one as well. <laughs> and the, the the being disingenuous, and I'm with you on Tiger on that because you know people who break people's hearts just don't deserve it. But the one thing that Tiger did do, he's probably the reason. Phil Mickelson is in the shape he's in because he did change golf from that point of view I believe yeah no I completely agree
6: with that too Um, but I do think you know our New Zealand golf as I said like a guy like Ryan Fox probably needs to follow that, you know. You, you, I always say this more aerobically, fit so you are the greater level of concentration. That's why the guys at Scott Dixon you talked about 800 kilometres. I mean, dealing with those speeds with such small percentages in terms of winning and losing, you can guarantee those guys are arguably you know, the fittest athletes on the planet. Golf, I know mean, you've got four rounds, haven't you? It's a game where how many shots within a round, what, 210 shots there or thereabouts. Um, so, you know, a lot of concentration required. And if you're fatigued, if you're tired, you can guarantee at some point that's going to catch up with
5: you. Hey, let's be honest. The really good golfers actually play less golf than us bad golfers. You know, they don't take many <laughs> shots. But um, no, you're right, Tim Scott Dixon. He, he does. He does um, multi sport. Like he's one of you, mate. He's. I knew he, he was intelligent. I knew he fit. was intelligent. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have to say, well, I have to say both agree with you there. Like, um, it was great to see Phil Mickelson winning at the age of 15. And, and for some of us getting near that age, it gives us a bit of hope. Doesn't it, Sean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it, a hope,
5: eh? a lot of,
6: it doesn't really give me a lot of hope.
5: <laughs> hey, here's something just worth, before we go, yeah. Lewis Hamilton isn't leading Formula One. Yes, I see was that. It way was, back. Yeah. Yep. What? Verstappen. Ha-
0: yeah, what happened there, Sean? Was well, because I believe he, oh. he uh, Lewis for a bit of a tantrum at his uh, at his crew again.
5: Yeah, but they didn't work a miracle for him, and uh, you know, just, just the, the whole winning winning by a great pit stop didn't pay off for him. And then that's how it was. He didn't qualify well. It hit you at Monaco. You can criticise the lack of passing in that place, but I I was looking at it again just before we chatted, and I thought, you know what? This is Formula One. It's, it's stunning to watch the cars go around there. Lecqueur, amazing uh, qualifying, but he binned the car afterwards, and obviously the damage he did meant he couldn't start the race. Um, I'm stoked that we had Lando Norris and uh, Science on the podium as well, and, you know, Formula One's amping up. A real mix of drivers in that top ten, and that's what we like. But just looking at Monaco, I know you can say that it's not not great overtaking, in fact, bugger all, but it's, it is Formula One. It is everything that, the magic and mystique, and sometimes I think we really need that in sport.
0: We certainly do. And um sure. Mark, anything less before we, Mark, you get the last word. Yeah, look, I am, um,
6: it's interesting. I've been really heavily involved in commentary in recent weeks, and I have we having a wonderful eclectic mix. And yesterday I got to do some key sports, um, nine ball, so the American form of pool. It's the biggest sort of side Of Q Sports in Asia and America. I was lucky enough to watch a guy, um, Marco Tusha, um, who actually comes from Tosha, who actually comes from the Netherlands. He's been out here in New Zealand, sort of didn't go home because of COVID. And um, I just watched this guy. He's been a former world uh, 10 ball champion. He's finished third at the US Open in pool. He's uh, one of the best nine ball players in the world. And I can't believe that he hasn't any publicity here because I watched him table do some of the most incredible things I've ever seen on a pool table in a game situation where I was just left absolutely speechless. they have, have one of the best guys in the world here um, and no one really knowing it, no one really watching it. I mean, we've all seen the movie The Hustler with Paul Newman. I think we saw there was a follow-up called The Colour of Money with Tom Cruise. Uh, very much along those lines. I've got to say it was an absolute privilege. It was a great opportunity to go and uh, Challenge myself and call that sport, and commentate that sport, and in the future, hopefully, doing a bit of work with Dino Kane. So I just wanted to mention that.
0: Oh, that sounds good. Oh, awesome. That sounds, that sounds really good. And, of course, um, that'll go along with the future work you'll be doing in 2024 covering the breakdancing, Mark, at the Olympics. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm
6: practising. Practicing. Sean and I, Sean and I, are, you know, we're going to get together and sort of do our own interpretation and see if we can qualify because, you know, let's be honest, mate, I think if you're abstract, if you're different, you can call it dance, can't you? <laughs>
5: yeah, us, all, us, us all fellas would have to be called away p or something. Yeah, we just have to agree to the right music track, though, eh? Yeah, well,
0: I think, I think love songs at mid- uh, midnight won't work on a breakdancing con- comp. Hey, guys, thank you very much for your input. Really enjoyed it today, and we'll catch up again next week.